Connor Dozier, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. Can't believe it's already June 1st, 2016. Yikes. It's Davo. Glad you're along for another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And if you're new to us, during the season, it's a different current Royal once a week, featured 15 to 25 minutes or so, all the way from KC down to Rookie Ball Burlington. We'll talk to all the different levels and all the different players throughout the system during the season. And during the offseason, we catch up with a different former Royals. So you've got year-round interviews with your favorite current and former Royals on Clubhouse Conversation, plus post-game analysis on The Dish. Now, I am very excited to call Colorado Springs this morning and talk to Hunter Dozier. Royals first round pick in 2013 out of Stephen F. Austin. Hunter Dozier, you definitely know who he is. He's reestablished himself as the big time prospect that he is this year, tearing the cover off the ball. Going into tonight on June 1st, already 12 home runs. 357, 562, and 919 for Hunter Dozier between Northwest Arkansas and Omaha. Playing third base, playing some outfield as well. We'll talk about that and talk about the journey from growing up in Denton, Texas and going to Stephen F. Austin, being a first-round pick of the Royals. We'll talk about all the success, but also you know some of the failures that Hunter went through, some of the tough times that have helped him become the player that he has in 2016. We'll talk about that and so much more, as well as some of your questions that you had for Hunter at Royals Clubhouse. Been taking those on Twitter the last couple of days. He joins us, though, from Colorado Springs, Hunter Dozier on Clubhouse Conversation. First of all, good morning. Thanks so much for taking the time. And how's everything going there? Going pretty good right now. Um, we're up here in uh, Colorado Springs, but everything's going pretty good. Beautiful part of the country. I saw you guys got some rain last night. You playing two later today? Yeah, we got rained out yesterday. We have a doubleheader today. Did you uh, get to watch any of that uh, Coors Field game last night with the seven home runs? Uh, no, we didn't get to watch any of that. That was pretty amazing, man. I think the one, yeah. th- one through four in the Rockies lineup all had home runs by the second innings. <laughs> gotta oh, love, that's crazy. Yeah, I got to love hitting there. Uh, so, you oh, know, yeah, absolutely. You, you've been uh, up at Omaha now for about uh, three weeks now. How are you liking, I guess the travel's a bit different. You've got, what, the early morning commercial flights versus the bus trips. How are you liking the difference so far? I mean, it's it's a tough, uh, tough travel schedule. Uh, a lot of plane rides, a lot of um, getting up early. Um but it's not too bad. Um, it kind of beats some of those long bus rides we had in the Texas League when we had to go to Corpus. But other than waking up really early and having some layovers, it's really not too bad. Yeah, well, you're tearing off the you know the the cover off the ball this spring, man, coming into your own. And uh, I know obviously Royals, uh, Royals brass, and the Royals fans alike are extremely excited about that. So I've read some people kind of hypothesize that you're laying off the off-speed pitches at a higher rate this year. Some say you've made a slight mechanical tweak, and others say it's just a great hitter getting near that 1500 minor league at bat mark where things start to click. I mean, do you feel like there's a specific adjustment or reason that explains your explosion this year, or is it just one of those things where you're getting the abs and time is taking its course? Um, I, I think the biggest thing is I just kind of got back to, you know, having a good approach at the, um, 
at the plate and really try not to think too much. Um, and, you know, just getting more and more at bats as the, my minor league career goes on it definitely helps. But I think the biggest thing is just, you know, having a good patient approach up there and not trying to do too much. Have you noticed any any differences yet? I know it's only been about three weeks, but you know, double A AA and triple A, you always hear that the the biggest adjustments between high A ball and double A with facing pitching, with breaking stuff being better in control. Have you noticed much of a difference between double A and triple A, or is it pretty similar pitching wise? It's pretty similar. Um, like you said, in triple A, you know, I have seen a lot more off speed, and um, they'll throw it in any count. Um, but that just kind of makes that. Uh, makes you a better hitter because you have to be more patient. You have to uh, have more of a plan going up at the plate. Um, so it was definitely a little adjustment period, but um, in the long run, it's going to make me a better hitter. Yeah. Well, you're also a very good defensive player. We don't want to neglect that part of your game either. So the Royals have you playing, obviously, third base and at some of the outfield as well. Have you played much outfield in your life before the last couple of years? Uh, no. This year is my first time playing outfield. Wow. Ever, huh? Yeah, ever. How's it going out there? You feeling pretty comfortable? Yeah, I do. I actually, I really like it out there. Um, it's a lot of fun, and I feel, uh, I feel pretty good out there. Good. Well, uh, you mean you're probably the guy that Royals fans are most excited about this spring uh, down there in the minor leagues. But a lot of your teammates too, at various levels, having great years. Ryan O'Hearn, Jorge Bonifacio. You know, we saw Brett Eibner, Whit Merrifield get called up recently to name a few. I mean, how exciting is it for you to be a part of that crop of players and see your fellow teammates having things really click at the same time as you are? Oh, it's it's really exciting, um, you know, watching Eidner and Whit, you know, just doing what they're doing, and Chesler, uh, they're all having, you know, some success in the big league level, which is awesome to see. Um, you know, they're great players that definitely deserve that chance. And like you said, O'Hearn's having a great year, Bonifacio's having a great year, too. Um, it's definitely good to see they're all my, you know, close friends, and, you know, you just want nothing but the best for them. Yeah, the pitching. I mean, there's so many so many underrated arms down there, too, that don't get enough love. So, yeah. Now, also, I think it's pretty clear by now, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, how are the Royals continuing to win with all these guys coming up? Everyone's getting hurt. And, I mean, I think it's, you know, I'm sure you'll agree, it's just Dayton and J.J. have created the winning atmosphere at each level of the organization. They play the game the right way. Guys come up together. Guys win. Guys pull for each other. Guys care about each other. What I mean, that's a rare thing. I'm sure you know that. A rare thing in baseball these days, and in life, for that matter. I mean, how, how exciting and how cool is it to be a part of a well-run organization and something you can be proud of like that? No, the Royals have done an unbelievable job. Um, Like you said, they prepare each one of us, you know, to get to the big leagues. Um, We're uh, all the teams down here are working really hard, you know, to get up there, and they're preparing us well. So, like you said, when guys like Ivner, Witt, Chessler, those guys do get called up and have to play, play a lot up there, they succeed because of the work they put put in down here and you know how the Royals have you know helped them um, get ready for the big leagues yeah well I want to talk a bit more about today in a bit but I want to learn more about you from back in the day so Denton High School Denton Texas is where you played uh, both football and baseball so football first then so you were a quarterback the way I get this is you broke your collarbone as a junior, which then shifted your entire focus back to baseball. Now, was it one of those things where your goal was always to play baseball over football and the broken collarbone didn't matter, or was it like a blessing in disguise where it helped you concentrate on baseball more? Um, maybe it was uh, probably a blessing in disguise because, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. I wanted to play both at one time. Um, and then at one point I was like, I really just want to focus on football, and then it kind of got switched back to baseball. 
but when I broke my collarbone, I missed all of my junior year of baseball, um, trying to get it back um, in baseball shape in the summertime, and then football season was right around the corner, and I played my senior year, and I loved football, but, you know, after, you know, playing four years up there, I just, I realized I loved baseball a lot more. I probably had a better shot at baseball, and, you know, the injury definitely helped me kind of pick baseball over football. So, I mean, were you, not to brag here, but were you a pretty good quarterback? Could you could you have played college ball? I mean, were you like a drop-back passer type? Yeah, we uh, we threw a lot. Um, we didn't have much of a running game, so <laughs> I had to uh, drop back a lot, kind of run for my life. But, um, yeah, I, I loved football, and you know, I thought I was pretty good at it. There you go. Now, which family members or coaches do you want to kind of give a shout-out to baseball-wise? So, I mean, who kind of helped introduce you to the game growing up as a kid and helped you really develop, you know, growing up at the high school, you know, level? Well, growing up, I didn't um... – I played all sports, but um, I didn't really get too many private lessons or anything. It was always just me and my dad. Um, my dad was always the one, you know, throwing to me in the backyard, playing catch with me, doing everything with me. So he's, he was definitely, you know, my coach growing up and, you know, still is. Um, but And then, of course, when I got to college, the coaching staff there, Johnny Cardenas, um, that whole coaching staff really helped me because that was like my first time actually just focusing on baseball and actually really learning, you know, the game of baseball. Um, so yeah. Were you a big baseball fan growing up, and were the Rangers your team? I'm guessing. Yeah, the Rangers were my team. Uh, just Rangers, Cowboys, Stars, you know, all those teams over there. Okay, and and Denton then is where North Texas is, the Mean Green. Did they ever offer you in baseball? They don't have a baseball program. Oh, they don't? No, they don't. They've been trying to get one put there for a while now, but it keeps getting, um, no, it just hasn't, I think because of the Title IX, oh. something with that, they, they would have to add a women's sport. It just hasn't, that's, hasn't worked out yet. That's kind of shocking in a, in a warm weather state like that where they're a D1 in football and basketball. That's kind of yeah. They need to they need to get one for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you ended up at Stephen F. Austin, like you said. Uh, so Southland Conference Player of the Year in 2013, All American finalist for the Brooks Wallace Award, given to the best shortstop in college. Uh, you're the career leader in hits and doubles there. What made you choose Stephen F. Austin, and then what are your favorite memories of your college days? Honestly, Stephen F. Austin was really the only uh, school that was really looking at me. Um, like when I broke my collarbone, the schools that were looking at me. I missed my junior year. They kind of backed off. Um, and then going into my senior year that summer was a big summer for me, you know, to get college looks. And, you know, I was just trying to get healthy and um, get back into baseball shape. And they, going into my senior year, like right when school started, um, they were really the only school that uh, offered me. So I decided not to pass it up. And I went down there for a visit. and I loved it. Um, good program. And they gave me, I knew I would have a good shot to start my freshman year. And right at that time, that was the most important thing for me, was just playing time. Um, so it was kind of an easy choice. Man, I loved watching them uh, in basketball this year. Wasn't that a fun March Madness run? Oh, yeah. They've, they've always had a good basketball program. It's, it's always fun to watch them play. Yeah, it, it's good. Now, uh, you know, what were you majoring in down there? And what would you be doing for a career if you weren't playing baseball, do you think? 
Um, I was majoring in kinesiology. Oh, wow. Uh, the non-teaching route. My original goal, or what I wanted to do, was maybe be a major league strength coach. But after being in the profession and seeing how tough that is, um, I probably wouldn't go to go after that anymore. Um, but yeah, it was it would be something in the sports field for sure. Okay. Now, a couple other guys in the Royal system uh, would have played against you. Obviously, we talked about earlier O'Hearn, Corey Toops there at Sam Houston State. They were younger. I know. Did you play against? Do you remember playing against those guys at all or not? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, I played against them my um, sophomore and junior year um, every time we played Sam, so I definitely remember them. I mean, I'm sure you could see they were great players at that time. I, I was talking to Toops last week. Uh, did, did, did anybody know O'Hearn this, had this kind of power? Uh, I don't know. He's always been a great hitter, even when in college. Um, and I, I don't think he had the power numbers he's had now. But, I mean, he's a great hitter that's just going to continue to get better and continue to hit for more and more power. I mean, he's, he's a great ball player. Corey told me he hadn't really gotten in a weight room until the last year of college ever. So <laughs> that probably explains yeah. it. some of it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, might be it. Okay, so if you look back then, so, I mean, you're at, let's think you're a freshman year of college right now. So at that point, realistically, did you have, I mean, obviously every kid and every player wants to get drafted to play pros, but did you think realistically it would be a, a decent chance that you go pro? I mean, going into college, did you have any realistic aspirations of this? Um, I, like you said, it was, it was definitely my dream, and I definitely know I would have a shot um, at getting drafted. I didn't know where, though. And it didn't really hit me until maybe after my after my sophomore year when I was like, you know what, I have you know, I have a really good shot of, you know, getting drafted and maybe getting drafted pretty high. Yeah, and, and it happened. Obviously, uh, Mitch Thompson was the um, you know lead scout on that. Uh, would, did you talk to the Royals more so than other teams pre-draft? And were you pretty sure they'd be the team that would take you? Uh, yes, I definitely uh, talked to them more than any other team. Uh, There's some other teams that were talking to me a lot, but uh, the Royals I knew were definitely probably the most interested in me. Um, and you know, from I was you know really hoping I would get drafted by the Royals. You know, from just when I went down there for the pre-draft workout, I saw how everything was ran. I met uh, Dayton Moore and um, met some of the front office guys. And, I could just tell right then it was just going to be a uh, really good organization for me. Did you hit one into the water yet during uh, the, the BP there? I had a pretty good BP. I can't remember, but um, I did hit pretty well there. Nice, nice. Hopefully lots more to come. So so the moment that the Royals selected you then, take us back, you know, what that moment was like, who was around you. I'm sure it was an emotional moment. And how proud were your parents? I'm sure that was pretty exciting for you to see, right? Yeah, we were uh, we were all at my house. Um, I had the whole family over. Um and, you know, going in the day, I knew I had a, you know, pretty good shot um, going in the first round. And as the day kind of went on, um, you know, I found out I was for sure going to go in the first round. Just didn't know what pick. Um, but, you know, when my name did get called, when I did get that phone call, um, it was, you know, a moment that I will never forget. Um, it was one of the best moments of my life. Just seeing, basically, just seeing my whole family, just having my whole family there, and seeing how proud they were. Um, you know, seeing you know them tear up, and just it was a really special moment that, like I said, I'll never forget. 
I can still remember watching it as well live. So there you go. I'm like, oh, Hunter Dozier, I've heard about this guy. That's great. Uh, so <laughs> you began that same summer, then he hit the ground running. Idaho Falls, finished in Lexington, you OPS 892. Uh, you were the Pioneer League Player of the Year that year. So let's talk about both stops then. So Idaho Falls, a kid from Texas, all out in his own in Idaho Falls. What do you remember about that? Um, it was it was a fun year. First um, first season, uh, met some uh, really good friends uh, like Jonathan Jedrick, Zane Evans, Frank Swindell, Luke Farrell, you know Glenn Sparkman. Still guys that are, you know are still around um, in the organization today. Um, but we had a really good team. It was fun. Um, uh, we ended up winning the you know championship, so that was great. Um, but it was a really cool year. And then Lexington, what was that like? Lexington was fun. I got moved up there um, towards the end of the season in my first year. Um, you know, I got to be, you know, that's when I got to meet like Bubba, Bubba Starling, like Gore, all those guys. Um, you know, Lexington, I really like Lexington as well. It was a great, you know, great ballpark, great place to play. Now, 2014, you played 66 games at Wilmington, 64 at Northwest Arkansas. Wilmington Player of the Year, you led the team in on-base and slugging. Uh, you know, that second year between uh, Wilmington and Northwest Arkansas, what sticks out? Uh, when I went to uh, Northwest, I was, you know, that was one of my goals, to get, get to double-A my first full year. And, um, you know, it's, I, I didn't hit too well there. I didn't hit too well there the next year. It's just, you know, it was a big adjustment period for me. Um, but, you know, I think it has definitely helped me going through that. Um, made me a better player today. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So 128 games last year at Northwest Arkansas. You had some nice stretches last year, but like you said, there were some times where you struggled a bit. Uh, now, you've all, I don't want to say it humbled you because you've always been a very humble guy. But, I mean, what I do want to ask is how tough was last year? And then, I mean, what did you learn from it and what enabled you to keep the faith? I mean, how do you not take the 0 for 3s home with you or the 1 for 10s? How do you get through that and, and you know, stay, stay the course? Yeah, it was uh, definitely the toughest year I've ever been through in my life. Um, really the first time I really ever, you know, struggled at baseball. Um, so it was definitely mentally draining all year. But, you know, I tried to just be, you know, as positive as I can be, you know. Um, before, you know, when I left the field, I left all the baseball stuff at the field. Try not to think about baseball stuff, you know, when I got home. Um, but... Yeah, it was a tough year. I mean, but going through that has definitely made me a better player. Like, I think last year I was just trying to be someone who I'm not. Um, I was changing mechanically everything. I didn't. I didn't have a, an approach. Um, it was just a tough year, but definitely took the positives away from it. From it and. Um, definitely made me a better player yeah i bet it'll end up being like the whole collarbone thing where it's a blessing in disguise when you look back i always hear you know dayton and jj say 99 percent of prospects you know need to fail before they can really you know take that next step and become the next player you look at alex gord for example you know look at what he went through to to get where he's at so that's probably been a good thing well la well last few things for you man uh you know what do you do for fun away from the field when you're not playing ball uh we we love to go golfing i love golfing um Every off day, we try to go go get some holes in. Um, but yeah, just hanging out with friends, golfing. I'm a big hockey fan, so watching some hockey. But yeah, 
Very cool. And then uh, one more question about your teammates then. So you've played, obviously, a number of guys anywhere from Omaha down to Lexington at the moment throughout the organization. Who are some guys, because you always hear, like we talked about earlier, you know, the 15, 20, 25 core guys. If you, can you give me a name or two, a sleeper prospect, maybe somebody that you've played with, one of your teammates that doesn't get enough love that you think is really good that we should be paying more attention to? Um, well, definitely uh, Jonathan Jedrick. Yeah. Um, he's you know, he's an unbelievable pitcher. Um, he's not one of like the on the, the little prospect list. He's not really up there, but he definitely should should be. I mean, he's going to be a big league pitcher for a long time. Um, so yeah. Man, I love that choice. He's a great guy. Well, you know, thanks so much for all your time. I guess the last thing I have for you is, uh, in summary, what would you like to say to Royals fans uh, listening right now? You know, thanks for everything. Hopefully I'll be up there soon. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's short and sweet. I love it, man. Well, keep hitting the ball like you are, and it won't be long. We're, we're very excited uh, to continue to follow your progress. Glad you're a Royal, and uh, look forward to seeing you in the organization for many years to come, man. Here's to lots of success, and thanks for your time. All right, thank you. I appreciate it.